Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With your hosts, Mick Moran and Jay Pearson. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Copite Podcast. Once again, it's Jay and it's Mick. And uh, we've got another special episode today and we have a former Liverpool player and somewhat of a cult name at the football club. He was born in Durban in South Africa. He went on to score 117 goals in 372 appearances. He may have only won the red shirt five times, but his name is still echoed around the Liverpool Football Club for the last 20 years. And we are pleased to welcome Sean Dundee. Sean, thank you very much for joining us today, buddy. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Um, so what we'll do, mate, is we'll just, we'll just basically start at the beginning of how you made the move to Liverpool. Because at the time you were playing the Bundesliga, you had quite a healthy record. I think it was something like 33 goals in 62 games. So you obviously had the attention from a number of clubs around Europe, but... It was Roy Evans and Liverpool that got your signature. What do you remember about how the deal came about and was Liverpool going to be your first choice anyway? No, actually, uh, I mean, I can still remember it pretty clearly because uh, Colstry had just got uh, relegated and uh, I had three clubs interested. One was to stay in the German Bundesliga to go to Borussia Mönchengladbach. There was uh, Oxea from France and Glasgow Rangers were, were very interested and it, it wasn't three teams that were easy to choose from because, I mean, it was uh, really every day I thought, okay, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there. And then uh, within one or two days, uh, Liverpool were suddenly, my agent said Liverpool interested. And then there was no choice anymore. I knew where I wanted to go. uh, Obviously, growing up, I know that that, uh, we talk about as a kid, I was uh, uh, an Evertonian. And I know that a lot of players that were were there in my time also, as kids, um, supported the the uh, Everton. But mm-hmm. uh, it was a dream of mine to go to Liverpool, go to Merseyside, and uh, and see what it's like there. So there was no question. As soon as Liverpool came knocking, I knew where I was going. Yeah, spot on, mate. I mean, when you're looking at, at, at the team at the time, I mean, we had the likes of Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, and obviously he just made his name at the World Cup as well. And obviously, Karl Heinz Riedler. Um, was it was it the opportunity to work with those types of players that sort of attracted you from a strike force uh, point of view? Yeah, you know, um, Karl Heinz Riedler, I knew already. So we had played against each other a few times, and he's a great guy. And uh, on the field as well, he was for me like a hero as well. So whenever I did play against him, when I was at Colchester against Dortmund, uh, you know, we'd always talk a little bit, but. Uh, I was excited about the move, you know. I didn't uh, think that uh, I'd. Uh, I, I knew I was up to it. Uh, I mean, we can talk about as well why it went bad as well soon. I know reasons why I'd 
had a bad start there, but uh, for me, I was excited. I mean, as a kid, I also Steve McManaman, uh, I knew how good he was. I wanted, I was just excited to see actually the, the city and obviously the players. Michael Owen was pretty new at the time because I mean, that was his first World Cup. That was before the before I signed, and he had such a great World Cup. But it was more like Robbie Fowler. Uh, Steve McManaman, that, that that I was really excited to see. David James, they were the big names back then. Yeah, of course. Um, with with that's the first summer that you arrived at Liverpool. I mean, we just want to we just want to touch on this. Um, there was a young eighteen year old called Stephen Gerrard who joined the the first team squad at the time. Um, exactly. you, obviously, with him being one of our greatest ever players, do you remember much about him at that time? I do. I can remember him coming. I mean, he was training now and again with the. Well, he, I, I don't think he's trained straight away with the, the first team, but then he got uh, he came more in, and you know he was a quiet boy, but you could see uh, back then his focus, the way he was. I mean, he he trained like he had been there for years, and and I knew he was going to be good, but um, I was only there one year. But I mean, obviously, like you said, uh, I would have loved to have seen him win the league. He would have deserved to win the league. And uh, the, you could see that he was going to be good, put it that way. Yeah. But he, he became like a real legend there. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I, know, uh, I know Mick's a massive fan of him, aren't you, Michael? <laughs> yeah, I know. It must have, it must have been. Was, was he like flying into tackles from like... From, from, he was hard. Like I mean, he didn't hold back on anything. Obviously, not yeah. flying. But you could... He, he, was, he was hard and fair and... Obviously, through the years, he got better. And obviously, that, that long ball that he could play like no other, uh, he wasn't scared. He just fitted in like he, you know, he, he knew where he wanted to go. And that's uh, and, and, and what, what chance he had. And he took it with, with, with both hands. And uh, the career that he had was incredible. Like I said, I would love to have seen him win the league. Uh, I saw the last game that he played. You know, everybody, I mean, I even got some tears in my eyes watching that. But, I mean, he just stayed hard. I mean, he's... I don't think he even shed a tear during that 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 uh, farewell, but still, um, that he won the Champions League, he really deserved that. Oh yeah, definitely, mate. I think if you know the end of this one, it's still one of the biggest trophies you can win as a footballer, and he, he might have missed out on the Premier League, but yeah, he certainly made his mark. And you know what, it's not you know, obviously um, <clears throat> winning the Champions League was great. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, but. I would love to have seen them. I mean, I have, I have unfortunately a few Manchester United uh, fan, uh, friends, and you know they just keep rubbing it in. Doesn't matter what Liverpool do, it's always they go back straight to straight to the league titles, and so it would have been nice to win for him to have won one. But let's just hope the league goes on so that we can get another <laughs> yeah. one. Definitely, mate. Then you can have a bit of a um, bit of stick to them, yeah. then, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, it's funny enough. He sent me a message like about twenty minutes ago. I think it's exactly six years ago uh, that that Steven Gerrard slipped. Yeah, and that's true. Today, yeah, so, idiot. Like, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't like, wait like to see. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've just touched on anyway. There, Sean, about when you first arrived at the club. Obviously, you just you said it didn't you didn't start well. You, I know you've been quoted saying that you wasn't fit when you first arrived. Can you, no, can you talk through those first yeah, few weeks? Sure. I mean, you know, as, as as a young boy, especially when you get there and then after that season with Liverpool and the coach, I, did, I wasn't in Gerald Julia's plans, I understood that. And then when you're at that age, 
going through, you think to yourself, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't my fault. It was because of the manager. Uh, as you get older, obviously, you, you, you have more time to think about what you did wrong. And obviously, my first mistake was after I signed for, for Liverpool, I had a nice rest. So I, had, I wasn't the kind of guy to have gone out every day and, and run 45 minutes or an hour to stay fit, you know, I thought, okay, when the season starts, I'll be all right. <clears throat> We've got preseason, I'll get through that. But uh, really, when I got there, the team, a lot of the players were fit already. A lot of the players came back from the World Cup, so they were fit. Uh, and the training we did really, uh, I had trouble keeping up with it. So every training, I was, uh, I was really tired and Obviously, the first impression, the first few trainings, I did well. I trained well, scored my goals. But then as soon as it came to the running part, I really struggled. And uh, I had to, Roy, Roy called me aside and said, um, you're unfit. You've got to uh, do extra sessions. And that was it. Uh, I had to uh, start really from null and uh, started doing sessions alone after training. But slowly, slowly but surely, I felt a lot better. I started training a lot better. And like you said, uh, you sent me a message earlier on about the Fulham game. That was, uh, Fulham was my first game. And yeah. then didn't do too well in that game. And, but, you know, I felt a lot better. I was starting to feel better in training as well. And then the Valencia game uh, came. And uh, that 12 minutes that I came on, uh, I mean, I can still remember... Um, Steve Staunton saying, we need somebody big up front to start winning the headers, uh, to, to start, uh, you know, putting a little bit more pressure because yep. they were just piling on the pressure. Every long ball was coming back again. And then uh, I came on, won practically every header that there was. And uh, what was good is that we scored two goals in, uh, I think, seven minutes. That's right, yeah. Roy came to me and, or, and said to me as well, uh, that was good what you did. Uh, we'll see about the weekend. And then I got injured. And in that time, I think I had, uh, they had to operate my knee. In that time, Roy Evans left. And when Gerald Hulia took over, you know, like, like at every club, when a new coach comes in and you're not in his plans, you can't do anything, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, for me, that was, it was a weird situation, wasn't it, when you had the joint manager situation? Because obviously, Right. I mean, it wasn't easy because there was, back then, I mean, to be honest, there was players that, that didn't want that. I don't think Roy Evans exactly wanted it as well. I, I mean, that was uh, not easy for him to accept. I mean, that I think that was, I don't know if that, that ever, that's ever happened anywhere else that you've had a joint manager. No. It doesn't. No. No. Yeah, and... You know, Roy was a great guy. I, I, I liked him a lot. But obviously, uh, when that happened, I, I, I think the confidence from the club to him, I don't think he felt too good about that. And and there were other players in the team that didn't accept that much. But, you know, there was no other, nothing else they could do. So... Uh, you clearly have the better relationship with Roy Evans. What was it about Hooley where it just didn't work? Uh, obviously, the first impression that he had from me uh, that I was unfit, and he, he, um, I mean, I wasn't the only player that he didn't want. There was other players that he got rid of straight away. 
I think Jason McAteer was one of the first that yeah. I can still remember that day as well. We were training at Anfield and um Julia called uh, Jason said uh, you have to drive you do, do driving with me in the car. So Jason went with him and uh when we got to the club he said uh yeah he's they they they're selling him. So it it was weird with me it was also a weird situation too because I was still in my after the operation I had um it was about 3 months I was out. Uh he called me as well and said I should come to the office. I went to the office and he said there's a um that Strasbourg have a have a private plane waiting for me at the airport to fly me to 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 France to sign a contract. And I was uh I'm not fit yet. You know, I was uh, I had been like one one and one month or one and a half months out. I was still in um rehab. I was every day getting treatments and I said I'm I'm not flying anywhere now. I'm gonna first get fit and then we can talk about it, you know. So the people that were already there had to go home. I said, um, I'm not going anywhere now. I'm I'm gonna wait. And then the sea as the season went on, he had no choice to put me in the squad a few times because Michael Owen was injured, um Robbie Fowler was injured. There were a lot of injured players, so I got a few more a little bit of game time during that time, but I knew that uh, my time was uh was out. Although I had a two-year contract, I thought, you know what, let me uh, see what happens. I had a new agent then as well, and I was looking at options. But uh, it happened pretty quickly that I, that I went because during the um, at the end of the season, I didn't know what was going on. So Paul Ince, uh, myself, I can't remember who else it was, was there. We were training by ourselves uh, every day. Uh, meeting at Melwood training, and um, I said to Paul, "Yeah, when do the, when does the team start training again?" And he said, "No, they've already gone to training camp." So I called my agent and said, uh, "It's time to go." Oh, I see. When you when the wind gets off, you can you can hear it in your voice. How you know gutted? No, I was you know because because it was a good offer. I mean, it was a dream to go there. Uh, Obviously, the start, I, I take full blame. It, it, it was my own fault not being fit enough. I should, have, I should have worked harder. I should have done a lot more. But then I had no opportunity to try and, you know, really put it right. Uh, that I was better than, than yeah, what it, uh, the, the way I ended mm -hmm. up. I didn't want to be classified as uh, one of the worst players that, in the group of people that have... I mean, obviously, I see stuff on the internet and now and again. doesn't... Before maybe it would have hurt, but now you know I think you know that's just one of the things that happens in in, in players' lives. Uh, as one of the worst players to play there, um, things like that happen. But uh, I never had the opportunity to 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 really show what I could do. I, I know in my heart I could have made it, but through my bad start and through the manager his ideas, which players have to respect. You know, it doesn't just happen at Liverpool; it happens everywhere. I've seen it myself at clubs where I've played where a trainer doesn't want to play, although I think, hey, the guy's not bad. It's just the way it is. Absolutely. Does, does, Go on, sorry, Mick. Go on, Mick. Sorry. Was Julio, like, very playing with you in terms of when he first came in? Did, did he literally did he sit you down and say, you're not part of my plans? Because obviously I've seen, a, oh, uh, seen an interview where he said, with the press, and he, he basically said, Sean Dundee is not part of my plans. Obviously, he'd already told you that before he'd spoke to the press about it. Did he speak to you that plainly, or was it a kind of 
you um, got a feeling from him? No, I, I mean, he, 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 he sort of said it, he, you know, I don't know if he said it exactly like that, but I can remember when I was just towards the end of the time where, um, where I was coming back, I went into his office because I wanted to speak. I'm not a guy that uh, I like to look and speak to the managers and, and find out their view and see what I can do better. Because I, yeah. I actually went to him and said, what can I do? To 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 uh, in pre order to to get the chance again, you know, uh, yeah. I went into his office and I sat down with him, and as I started to talk to him, his phone rang, and um, I sat there and waited and waited and waited, and then after fifteen minutes, uh, I went out, and then, you know, then I knew, you know, if if a coach wants yeah. to talk to you or sees that a player is interested in, in, in finding then 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 he listens but I knew he wasn't interested in listening and I knew he wanted um, wanted me to go so I mean if he had said to me you know what plain and simple I don't want you you're not in my plans then I would have made that decision a long time ago but yeah like I said I tried to stay fit uh, uh, I trained alone but I had no idea what was going on and when when they went away in training camp and I never knew anything about it, then that was okay. You know, yeah. it's I'm not going to sit here two years and 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 wait for either the manager to go or anything. I knew the and he was he was a great coach. I have to say that I think he had a good record as well. Yeah, at certain clubs he did have pla pro uh, problems with 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 players as well. So yeah, it's just his the way he was uh, and the way he did things. Well, if we spin it back to uh, obviously the, the the debut when it when it finally came, because I mean it was it was a special day for you to make your your debut for Liverpool, regardless of of how many minutes it was on the pitch. I mean, obviously I meant it to you before. I've still got the program from the day uh, it happened. Obviously, it was my birthday. It was my only my second game uh, ever at Anfield, and you know you made your debut in the League Cup game against Fulham. So you're on the bench the week before against Valencia. He didn't come on, obviously. Um, but then, yeah. what was it like knowing that you're coming on, walking out into Anfield in front of front of the cop for the very first time? Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I'd I'd been in the stadium every home game before that, or any game before that. So it was just impressive just being there. But uh, the the funny thing I remember about that against Fulham is I don't know what minute I, I came on, uh, but I must have stood about between five and eight minutes on the side waiting for the ball to go out. <laughs> really, it was, it was funny. I mean, I was really on the line with I don't know who was standing next to me, and um, and we were waiting for the ball to go out. It was like two, three minutes, still nothing. Ball's not out. Five minutes, six minutes, and then eventually it did go out, and I came on. Uh, I remember. I mean, you got the team sheet. I know. I think there was a South African in goal for Fulham, wasn't there? Great Orange, That's the one. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, he's a South African. We we worked a little bit together in South Africa a little bit uh, later on after my career as a commentator. I remember him being in goal. But uh, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I was hoping, obviously, after something like that, you hope that slowly you come in and and uh, things just start clicking, you know. But um, like I said, the next game was good against Valencia and then yeah. injured. And then it was, uh, yeah, just downhill from there. I know, and that's the it's the heartbreaking thing. I mean, I was, you know, growing up, um, I I was I was always a striker myself. So when we signed a new striker and stuff like that, and you you did come with a decent pedigree with play, the way you played in the Bundesliga, you must have been confident yeah. to replicate your form from the Bundesliga in the Premier League. 
Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, the, the speed of the game was, was a lot different. Uh, the Germany back then was, was a bit slower. The game speeded up over, everywhere in the world at the moment. Uh, but, but I did notice that in England it was a lot quicker. Uh, uh, I had to first get in there. You know, they always talk about game practice. I needed that. And, and I was happy just to get a few minutes in, in, against Fulham to come on against Valencia. And I just hope, like I did at Coldstream my first time, the coach gave me always a little bit longer, a little bit longer till, till things just, just fitted in. But, um, yeah, I never got that chance. It was a stupid injury, uh, silly. Yeah, just just a, a bad um, coincidence that my knee twisted a little bit strange and, and, and then that was it. Yeah. And that, I think that's the heartbreaking thing because, like like you said before, you know, that you're not the only person that's obviously signed for Liverpool and come with a good pedigree and it's not worked out. I think, you know, yeah. Robbie, Robbie Keane is an example of a player that arrived at Anfield with a great reputation yeah. and it didn't work out for him. And again, it was probably the relationship we had with Rafa at the time. And it's, again, it can just be a clash of personalities and that's why we didn't see the best of you. But, you know, you've, you still managed to sign for Liverpool, you still managed to wear that red shirt and you've walked at Anfield, which is a lot of yeah. players. I mean, I, I, I still got shirts at, uh, well, my parents, my dad has all my shirts, but, um, you know, it's, I'm proud to have been there. I just, obviously, uh, obviously, uh, in my heart, I wish, really, I wish that I had uh, I'd made a decent impression. Not not so much for the managers, or but but for the, to the, for the fans, you know, because... Uh, I've I've stayed in contact with, I mean, supporters write to me now and again, and um, I, I just wish that I'd le left a bit of impression, really. No, and, and and we we appreciate that as Liverpool supporters. Well, we we can we can see it in your face, we can hear it in your voice. How you know you, you're not the, the person that a lot of people of he's he's on one the all time worst list. I mean, at the end of the day, mate. You will never be top of that list because LRGG will always be top of that bloody list. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, I know there's, 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 it's a stupid list to have anyway, you know, but. And there's one other thing that really got me, you know, I don't know what newspaper it was about the faster than Owen. I never said that. Right, there we go. And my Manchester United friend, he's always rubbing it. And I said, you know, I never said that. I said I was the fastest player at my team in in, in Colstrup. I was interested to see how fast Owen was. And I don't know where he somehow mixed the words up that I was faster. But I never said that. Typical but newspapers. Good that I can, it's good that I can at least get it out there. I've told them a million times. I've never been a player that tried to compare myself to anybody else. I knew the boy was quick. I knew he was probably quicker than me, but I was interested to see how quick he was, you know? So, but yeah, they, they twisted around that I was faster than Owen and I thought, you know, I never said that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe for the better newspaper headlines so or whatever they can do to twist it. Uh, it was probably the sun anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah it probably was. It, it was. Yeah. You know, when um, we, on our YouTube channel, we've got a show called The Squad Number Show um, and it's we, we always look back at every player to wear a different number in the Premier League and um, you won number 16 for Liverpool was there a reason you chose that number or was it just the one that was given to you you know what I would have always loved I always loved to have the the, the 11 just just my number that I loved as a kid but uh, when I got there I think there was only a few numbers available and I think six, 16 was probably one of the lowest numbers that were, were, were still there 
yeah, it's always one of them. We try and get the lowest number possible, don't you, in, in terms of that? Because obviously, first team and stuff, I don't blame you. But yeah, I think uh, Jamie Redknapp had number 11 at that time. So, he, quite a long serving player. I don't think he's going to give that up, was he? Yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't the guy that would, uh, yeah, didn't no. interest You know, I was just happy to have the shirt anyway. Of you know? course, absolutely. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, Sean. It's always one of them things that we always ask our guests because we're. Okay. Well, nice. Mick's not as obsessed with squad numbers, but I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Mick, we just want to go for it, right? Yeah. So, like we've we uh, we prompted you at the beginning of the of the podcast. We're gonna we want to find out your your top five aside team that with players that you've played with. Okay. Um. So obviously, goalkeeper and four players away, or just. It's up to you. You can have a fly goal. No, no, no. So, so, so it's the, I mean, like as you say, a five-a-side team or just the top five players? I'd say, yeah, I'd say a five-a-side team if possible. So one goalie and then you can okay. throw in whoever you want from that, from that moment. <clears throat> okay. Um, would have played with it. You know, goalkeepers are a little bit difficult. I, does, it also, does it also count that I've trained with? Like I've trained with the national team. If you, you want to. Yeah, yeah. you want to, yeah. Of course you can. But then I'd have to take uh, Oliver Kahn um, as, as oh. goalkeeper. Legend. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to go no specific order, but uh, I'm going to have to take as, uh, as a striker Robbie Fowler. Uh, you know, just brilliant, you know. Um, oh, incredible player. And, you know, I, I I was injured in the time I was injured as well. And the Everton game, I mean, I, I know that Yuri got his nose broken and, and I like, remember him doing the sniff on the line and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, when I, when I, when I watch, when I, uh, <clears throat> now and again, still watch old, old games and, and just to, how clinically he was in front of goals, you know, I don't, there's, I mean, even nowadays he, he, he'd be great, you know. But uh, I definitely have to take him just in front of goal chances. I didn't need a lot. He just yeah. he scored, you know. Uh, let me think now. I'm going to have to go with Thomas Hessler in the midfield because he was he was the guy that I clicked with better than anybody else in, in my football career. He got me probably 70% of my goals. So I, I just he was a hero when I was a young boy. I got to play with them, so Thomas Hessler for sure. You guys will still know who he is. Absolutely, um, yeah, great. Player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I need another, and I'm going to have to choose now uh, defense or one defender. We don't need too many. I've played with a lot of players, but I'm just trying to. Do I have to put myself in the team? You don't have to, but if you, you can do you. Funny, what you want to play up. <laughs> uh, You've played with quite a few, haven't you? So it's, uh, it's going to be quite Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think defensive-wise. Uh, um, also, I'm not going to take no defenders. I'm just going to, I'm going to go with yeah. Steve McManaman as well. Yeah. Uh, also... When I was growing up, and, and 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 actually, I got on pretty well with him at the club. We used to talk a lot. Uh, he was probably one of the guys that that um, when 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 we went out now and again, uh, we saw each other and we spoke a lot. He was very open, very friendly, yeah. made a great impression, and uh, 
he loved uh, cars as well. So we used to we used to have other things to talk about, you know. Uh, and then I'll I'll put myself in, you know. Uh, yeah. Give me a to play with with Robbie Fowler up front properly. That's what I love, mate. Strikers attitude. Shove yourself in there. I love it. <laughs> I can also put the back, you know. So yeah. <laughs> You can win all the edits for him. Exactly, exactly. Um, we just want to talk about finally, just regarding obviously you've got the the, the, Ger- the German connection um, at the minute, and we would just love to get your opinion on the job that Jurgen Klopp's done and what you think of the current Liverpool side and how far you think they could go. Uh, <clears throat> Jurgen Klopp, uh, what a guy! Uh, I've played against. I only played against his team once in my whole career. Yeah. Uh, and we won, so that was a good <laughs> It wasn't a cup game, he was still at Mainz, actually. Uh, yeah. Was he playing or was he a manager at that time? No, he was the manager, so he had been done well. They had uh, two years, I think, in a row. He, he just missed um, qualification, to, well, coming up, promotion. But you could already, already then he had a good name, you know, and, and then he gained promotion with Mainz. He did a wonderful job there. Then he went to Dortmund was terrific there as well but just he's he's been i mean he's a he's a advertising i mean you see him always on tv here in germany he's yeah all kinds of adverts there's everybody loves him here uh i think that's the thing at the club as well you know he gets on with players because he was a player as well uh he's it, it's just, it's just like Liverpool is like a family. It's become a family, you know. It's not just a group of great players. It's it, it it you get that feeling that the players really win together and lose together. There's no blaming if somebody loses a game. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we are team. We stick together. I just think he's built a great system there. Um, I can't believe that they've they really run away with the league title this season. Although we don't have the title yet, I just Nobody thought that was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a, a two-horse race again. But he's just found, found a way to keep the team fit, which has been the most ex- important thing this season. You've always had the, the main three guys up front practically playing every game. Now and again, one's taken one game uh, injury or two. But he's kept the team fit. Manchester City obviously have the best the biggest team and, and, and the best players on the bench and everything. But Liverpool have pretty much been able to keep their team fit. He's found the right strategy to to keep the boys um, at their best through the season. And uh, if it's luck, maybe he's been lucky with injuries this season. I don't know. But uh, I just, just find he's done an incredible job. And um, the league title would be now just, you know, the, the greatest thing right now for oh. him. Absolutely, yeah, on the cake, wouldn't they? After, especially after the Champions League last last season. Yeah, I mean the Champions League—they deserved it last season. I think the season before that, they were, they were really close to it. Obviously, the the injury on Salah back uh, um, back then was cost Liverpool them that there. Um, we all saw it was a blatant foul on him, and uh, yeah. You tell me how how loved um, Klopp is in Germany. Do you, do you feel like? The, to be manager of the German national team is is the next step for Klopp after he leaves Liverpool maybe in 2020. No, I don't think I don't I don't, I don't think that's his kind of I don't think that's 
maybe in 20 years or something for him when he's older. I just think he loves these, these weekends, uh, yeah. you know, just being with the team the week. Um, that's for him uh, more important than the national team. What I do think, I mean, I also, I'm, I, like I said, I'm a Liverpool fan. I like Bayern Munich. I can imagine that one day he might go to Munich before he goes anywhere else or become a manager. But I don't think that's something for him. National team, people would love to see him in the national team. But, you know, what's he going to do most of the, most of the week? Uh, yeah. I think he loves, loves this, uh, you know, during the week training, then the weekend, the games. It's, 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 it's more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we, to be fair, we'd love to keep him forever, wouldn't we, Mick? You know, I know, I know. I, I can imagine, I mean, nothing, uh, you know, uh, nothing um, lasts forever. Obviously, one day the time's going to come where he, where he goes or, or I don't know what's going to happen. I can't imagine him leaving either, but somewhere along the line, we hope it's not now in the near future, but, uh, but uh Sometime he's going to leave, but he's going to leave a legend for sure and one of the one of the best. And yeah. and uh, whatever he does, uh, I love listening to his interviews. I love his opinions, what he has. He's always supports the players. He he never re- never runs anybody down. He's he's really part of a part of the the club and and the team, and that's why the players love him so much. Yeah. And I don't, I think that's also a reason why. Big players want to go because to him because uh, I thought maybe a t- Timo Werner looks like he might be going to Liverpool. It's because yeah, players want to work with him, you know. Yeah, what I mean, I'm so glad you've touched on that because obviously you obviously commentate for the Bundesliga now, um, so your knowledge of the, of the league is right up there. How how good is Timo Werner and how could he fit into Liverpool? Uh, I mean, he's had a great season. He's been he, he's always been. Pretty good this season. He's been very good. Uh, if he takes the quality that he's that 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 he's shown, I mean, I always think about myself that you know the, this this switch. But with with Jurgen Klopp being there, you never know. Some players need a little bit of time. Like Keita, I thought started off slow. Slowly, he's gotten better all the time. But but Werner's a completely different guy. I think that uh, he will hit the ground. Uh, Running and uh, he'll put a lot more pressure on the guys that are that are there now. Uh, I mean, you've obviously seen him a few, uh, seen him as well. He yeah. he shoots great. He's he's quick around the the area. Obviously, I can see him putting Salah maybe a little bit more under pressure. He's been a little bit quiet this season, but uh, I mean, the go-to guys this this year have been really Mane and and Firmino and. Uh, I mean, it's somebody extra to have in the team, but we'll, we'll see how he... I mean, Jurgen Klopp knows everything. Uh, yeah. He'll know how he wants to do everything. Maybe you can play him a little bit more on the side, but uh, he's a guy that likes to play in the centre and uh, you don't give him much. He, he's going to score. Yeah. So do you think that transfer is likely to happen then? So, like, what I read is that he's practically made his mind up where he wants to go. But like I said, it's, you know, with the pressure, you have to be a little bit careful. But I can imagine really that um, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna go Liverpool next season. Brilliant, mate. Um, yeah. So, 
we've uh, just obviously just one final message for for the Liverpool fans, mate. Obviously, I know you've touched on it throughout this interview, and it's it, it's been absolutely fantastic the, the insight that you've given to us. But if you could give a message to the Liverpool fans now, what would it be? Uh, from my side, I mean, I can only think about one thing. Uh, I just want us to win the league now, you know. I want us to get this over. I don't care about what's happened before. I've, we've spoken and touched a, a lot on that, so I don't have to say anything about myself. Um, um, I, I'm still a big fan. Uh, I want Liverpool to to win the title and, and, and to go on and, and, and win a few more in the next few seasons. And, uh, you know... Um, I watch as much as I can of, of, of Liverpool. Obviously, it's not... Uh, I used to watch a lot more games, but now working on the league things, I don't. But, I mean, it's one of the first things that, that comes on my phone when they're playing, who scored, and yeah. I'm always informed, so... Well, mate, uh, you're all yeah. welcome for a pint with us. Yeah, you know. I would love to, love to, love to come back again. I haven't been there... back. I haven't been back to Liverpool since I left. Wow. And, oh, really? It's, I haven't been back since I left, and um, uh, it's one of the things that I would love to do. You know, come back to a game and watch, and yeah. you know, just it was, it was it was great to you know you guys as well. Um, I mean, I hope a lot of people watch this and they and they get to know a better side, or, well, the other side of me, you know, That's and fine. just to get the you know what went wrong. Yeah, I was it was my fault at the beginning. Take that full on my thing uh, on my uh, on my shoulders. That was my fault, but. Um, you know, I think I could have made it there, you know, and I didn't get the chance, which wasn't my fault. It's the manager's ideas. You know, I accepted that. But um, it's great to see the club healthy and, and doing well. And like I said, I hope football gets going soon so we can, you know, lift up that trophy. It doesn't matter if there's no supporters in the stadium, you know, just to get the next the next title under the belt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Time you're over here in Liverpool. Give me a you, you've got my number. We're gonna stay in contact. I mean, we we'll see that 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 that, that happens. And like I said, you guys can can always get hold of me. Uh, stay in contact. WhatsApp. Yeah, no problem. To Germany, and come and see you. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can come. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm the, the, when I do commentary, I'm mostly in Cologne. Cologne is not the the biggest city in, in in Germany, but Cologne is a great place. And if you ever yeah. down. You know, Cologne is the place to go for, oh, well, definitely. for something to drink. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, listen, we just want to say thank you very much for, for doing this. No problem. Thanks a lot. I thank you guys as well. You know, it was a great interview. I haven't had an interview like this in a long time. And <clears throat> it was one that, uh, that, that, that was fun. You know, it's... Uh, well, I think we'll get you back on in a couple of months' time once we've won the league. And we've yeah. started it again. And we'll have a we'll chat if, if, that, if that's okay with me. You can be our resident German correspondent. How about that? <laughs> we can do that. Anything that you guys want, okay? Right, well, listen, thank, thanks very much, yeah, Sean. Sean. It was great no to speak to you. Okay. All, all See you guys. See you Bye. Bye. Podcast Network.